Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Two men collide. Rival nations. It's a primitive clash, venting years of frustration. Guess what I'm trying to say is that if they can change, then you can change, and we can all change. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. Um, This is the Flats and Shanks weekly podcast in association with... Flats and Shanks. Uh, have we got any other sponsors? Probably. Harry's. Harry's shaving. Harry's razor. Have you noticed how cleanly shaven Shanks is? Oh, you can't look, speak yet. We haven't introduced you yet. Look how young speak. I am. There's someone else here. If you do want to be, if you do want to be a sponsor and get your message across, tweet us. Um, we do it in a really professional way. It's really yeah. slick. All of our sponsor reads are really slick, and we hardly ever have to retake them more than seven or eight times because they're inappropriate. And Flats has given the game away already, but we do have um, a guest live with us. Um, it's male, male, female today. Or, it is, yeah. Or as I like to call it, MMF. Yeah. <laughs> he's already Hello. he's already being a dick. <laughs> uh, How are you, Dave? You all right? I'm fine, yeah. We, yeah you, you've ruined the surprise now, so we should we just... I'm fine. Are you all right? Yeah, good. Right, excellent. There's a, there's a guest here. We've got a guest. Um, we are in my house, work in progress, uh, in Bath, and in the sitting room, along with Badger, the French bulldog, who's cleaning his toes at the moment, you might hear him, and Gus the bull terrier who's sunbathing by the window. Where's the cat? Daisy the cat is downstairs so, in what, oh. what we call the poo zone because it's got like a green carpet that we haven't changed yet. Thought she and might. She, she thinks it's, she's really old, she thinks it's grass, so she is just hosing and crapping everywhere. It's like a day, daily clean-up job. Thought she might run away as well like the other dog. Yeah, no, it's not the other dog, it's a cat. Okay. Um, so it's like, need to change the carpet, but it's like, actually, let I might just let her die before change the carpet because she's just ruining everything anyway we have got danielle waterman with us aka nolly no one's ever called her danielle um it's nolly we'll find out why in a minute if you hear some scraping that's the dog just moving beds well done mate chill out um 82 caps for england primarily at fullback and on the wing maybe filled in a few other positions along the way somewhere uh she has played for clifton 
before it became Bristol, then Bristol, Worcester, Henley, Northumbria, then Henley, and then Henley back to Bristol. Am I right? And then <laughs> Bristol to Wasps. Am I right? <laughs> Wasps. Um, nearly. Uh, nearly. You only told me three minutes ago. It's already gone. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Um, yeah. How you I'm doing? at Wasps at the moment, so. You're a Waspy. Yeah. And I you forgot to add World Cup winner. I woke up when I was coming to that. I mean, I was coming to that. Yeah, I knew, big time. I knew you were. Numerous, you know, Six Nations, Building Grand slowly. Slams, everything. Yeah. See, when, when we have a Welsh guest on, Shanks does, he writes down a proper intro. He's really I don't, I just... <laughs> Whereas just before, just, just before you came on, I was like, how many caps you got? Are you played four? That'll do. But I like it that way. I like it that way. Loose. Keeping it, keeping it real. Yeah. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Good. Yeah, it's, nice, good. it's nice to have you here. Um, tell us why Nolly, first of all. I hope it's a really um, good story, but it's be not. Great. It's really boring. Um, I should really make one up. Um, my brother called me Danny Ollie when I was little, and oh, yeah. I had a book that was Ollie Nolly Elephant, and I was a pretty stocky young lady. So I was Danny Ollie Nolly Elephant for a while, and then yeah. somehow my dad managed to just carve out everything and then just leave Nolly. Oh, and nice. Yeah, went off to primary school. I was over in New Zealand and went over to primary school, and mum said, This is Danielle, but we call her Nolly. And then they were yeah. like, We love it. That's it. That's it. Stuck. Oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. That'll do. It's like, I got a mate, Reese Williams, used to play 15 and wing for, for Wales, and he's married to a lady called Liz, yeah. uh, but they do everything together, so they're Riz. We've just combined that into one. I know he listens, that's why. <sighs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start again? <laughs> That's it. Like, That's it. That it done. I mean, there's, there's some worse. Down, we go, there's Ryan Jones, Jughead, because of his ears that stick out. Um, we don't have to go through. No, we names. don't. We don't. I'm just Did trying to redeem myself. Any? I'm trying um, to redeem myself. Oh, Pete, oh yeah, I had, I had a few, but I don't want to go on about them. Sonia uh, from EastEnders. Sonia from EastEnders. That's the best one because he wore a long wig once to a, a Christmas party, and he looked exactly like Sonia. Yeah, everyone's like Sonia. Then it's like oh, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, okay, Natalie Ace. Cassidy, <laughs> Ace, <laughs> yeah, Top Snogger. Um, Peter Sutcliffe sexy, when he grows sexy his beard. man Se- well, I'm trying to think of really quick sex- no nothing um, yeah. no no good ones no good ones um, I'd like to have had one I've always called Shanks has always been Llama on my phone I'm not I don't know why because he walks funny <laughs> <laughs> he also you'll see it in a minute when he gets really excited he dribbles I know they spit they don't dribble but sometimes when he's like he'll, he'll laugh and there'll be a little trail of slobber down his jumper I actually one of the rugby girls used to have llamas Heather Fisher. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did. How did that go? Um, Does she have a nickname? Fisher. 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 Yeah, no. Uh, Donald. I think she enjoyed having the llamas. Um, one unfortunately died, passed away, and um, was attacked by her micro pig that turned into a normal pig. Oh, so she bought a micro pig, but it was actually just a piglet. Probably off someone down a pub. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heather's a little oh. bit renowned for um, some quirky animal stories, but... Um, Sounds dodgy, but so, um, hang on. Yeah. Her pig grew into a big pig, and sh- and it killed her llama. Yeah, unfortunately. Isn't that isn't I that? Might, was it a llama? Or it might have been an alpaca. I can't, I can't Same remember. Same thing. <laughs> and if you know the difference, we won't get on because you because you, you know you're a. You can feed people to pigs and they eat the whole body, so you, you can ever ever find them. That's what happened in Hannibal, the film. Mm. You know, one of the Hannibals. Mm-hmm. The la- yeah, I'm sure. One of the guys kept pigs, and they used to feed their bodies to pigs. Mate, mate, right? There was this. So a couple of years ago, I tried. I knew we'd have a pig here. fact. No, bef- <laughs> a pact. Loves I, baths. I, I used to. It does. I used to never showers. He's always in the bath. Shut the. I wallow. I don't show. Uh, I like to take my time. That's all. I'm incredible. I'm the cleanest person in this room, by the way. So, um, 
Oh, we used to have, where he used to live had a really big Badge, garden. Badger's trying to clean himself. Badger's cleaning himself. He's a clean boy. He's, he's all right. Um, on, had a story? big garden and I really wanted to get pigs. And <laughs> my wife wouldn't let us get pigs. You know, so I, in the end, bought a pig. My buddy kept pigs. Uh, Bod down at Vale House Kitchen just outside Bath. A uh, lovely spot. But Bod always has pigs every year and makes them into tasty meat and stuff. Gives them a lovely life. They live in his little orchard he's got there. Super cool. And for the, for the last few years, I've just... So I wasn't allowed one in my garden. I've just bought an extra pig. Bod's bought an extra one. I've paid him back and he's done all the work basically. But I've kind of, inverted commas, had a pig. Which ends as up... As a pet, yeah? As a, as a freezer filler. No. Okay. So you name them. Jethro. Rhymes with Deathrow. You know, Dave, keep it simple. Um, so I've had a couple of pigs over the years, but never in the house. Anyway, I took my family to Bod's place to feed the pigs and to try and convince them that it's a great idea to get them in the garden. And... So you're going to get a pig to put in the garden so the kids could love and care for it and then one day just kill it and eat it. Do your kids eat meat? Yeah, but... Right, well done. They don't eat their pets. No, well, I don't eat the dogs. No, but you were going to eat a pig. Yeah, but you you rear it for food. You're going to eat it anyway, so why not give it a great life before you eat it? Okay, fine. Okay? So... You animal, literally. (laughs) Literally. Anyway, got chatting to it, went there and it was all going well and it's like, do you know what? Pigs might not be a terrible idea. Saw my mate... Dando and he started telling me this story about a bloke up the road in Winsley outside Bath an old man and they say don't feed don't never go in and feed your pigs on your own because they might you might think they like you they don't they like their food so he went in this old man and he tripped slipped in the mud and banged his head knocked himself out ate him really yeah ate him how many were there just one I'm not quite sure whether to laugh or not because <laughs> if I'm going to go, quite a brutal story. It but wouldn't I'm have not hurt because quite... he was knocked out. So if I'm going to go, I'm quite happy. Be honest with you, I'm waiting for a punchline. I know. Yeah, ate him and then he got swine flu. They were no. doing tweed poos for a month. <laughs> that, right. Was that did that? There was no punchline there. Oh no no. no. But pigs eat people. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. We got yeah. So this pig just tore apart this llama, did it? Yes. <laughs> you've lost me I, it was the world's longest story so basically a man just went in got knocked out and then got he was knocked him. out and you think the pigs would take care of him didn't they ate him so did you get pigs in the end no okay I but, still reckon but, the scope here in city Heather Fisher keeps pigs and llamas and they eat each other basically. and she now keeps them separately yeah yeah that's okay. the right thing to do yeah. no she doesn't have any of them now oh, she's no. given George away okay um, yeah and she has a dog gave it to I the butchers did she yeah yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what? Any other nicknames in the, in the team that um, are funny? Not, not really. Is there any such thing as a funny nickname? I've got a mate called Bubs. That's not it's funny. Quite big. We he's used like, to call Adam Jones. Like, I'm finished yet. I'm finished yet. Oh, he's got. They call him Bubs because he's like Bubbles Devere off Little Britain. Oh, is that why? <laughs> call me Bubbles, darling. Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you find yourself alone with a beautiful woman, Mister Sutton. <laughs> is that why he's called yes. Buzz? I never knew that. I remember we used to call Adam Jones the big Welsh second row. Um, he, he used to get a sweaty upper lip, so everyone called him sweaty upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> or Columbo. He had a, he had a bit of a bong guy. A bong guy, called him bong guy or Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more thing. My wife. Yeah, what, what, what would be the nickname, apart from um, like abbreviated surname, like I, Shanks I'm just or trying Flats. to think. There isn't one. No. I don't think there is many. We've got a girl that plays for wasps called Salad. But I actually don't know why she's called Salad. Um, and when it was funny, so we had the first... Well, no, I mean, she... 
I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know why, but when we mm. played the first ever game on Sky, yeah. um, Johnny Hammond came down and taken his notes and I was stood on the side and watching training and he said... Standard. Any nicknames? Yeah, I Lazy. put that, <laughs> put that yeah. old card you up for the big It was a little bit cold. It? Yeah, it was Roll a little bit cold weekend. that evening. And I said, oh, she's... but." Alice, she's actually called Salad, and on the commentary, he called her Lettuce. Which oh, <laughs> that'll do. Yeah. That'll um, do. Yeah, so, but, well, yeah, apart from that, I'm, well, Karen Andrews, our old fly half for England, was called Wench, but I'm not quite sure why. Don't know why, but I like no. it. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah I like it. Really it's funny, isn't it, many. when you, you start calling people by their nicknames in games as well. And you don't know. That's yeah. when the nickname's stuck. Yeah. It's probably a really good one. I've completely forgotten. But yeah. Um, but anyway, why why rugby then? So you, two brothers, did you say? Yeah, two two big brothers and delightful dad, and pair. dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad, who gets mentioned in every single interview I ever do. But you are, um, but, you're, but you are just daughter of Jim. I basically am, and I think we yeah, even were at a dinner, and you said I was going up on stage, and um, I was getting introduced. And Mr. Flatman said he wasn't bothered about me, but it was more important that my dad was actually there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Big Jim played 850,000 games for Bath at fullback. It's, it was great because we used to do this thing at Bath where you put up, it was like by your peg, it was like the three guys who played the most games ever in your position, you know, and you can't equal that anymore because it's like Gareth Chilcott, 300, 800, you know, 400 and something games. It's like you can't do that anymore. It doesn't work no. that way. I met him the other day. Oh, did you? Oh my God. What a guy. Absolutely incredible. incredible. My dad never really speaks highly of anybody, including myself. And oh, really? he, <laughs> apart from Coochie. Yeah. And he said, you know, and yeah. He's meant to be hilarious. I've never, I've never heard him, but oh, apparently he's one of the best after dinner. Oh, he's, he was speakers. absolutely cracking. Yeah. Because he, he's hardcore, Bristol, hard nut, rough as you like, but so warm. Yeah. You could put him anywhere in front of a group of people to speak yeah. anywhere. So my dad was saying that... Um, kind of rugby was a bit of his saviour um, and Coochie uh, was telling a story about telling me that when he f- second game for Bath they'd gone up to Leicester and the guys were getting absolutely smashed and there was this one second row I don't know who his name was but um, was doing all the damage and so my dad brought him over and said as captain and said oh um, Coochie look you know I heard you're a bit of a tough man um, we need to, this guy's ruining our game you need to sort him out he said oh, okay all right then Jim anyway Next line out comes down and a mall absolutely nails him. Referee pulls him over to one side and says, "You know, it's not 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 happening. You're gonna go. You're gonna go." And my dad came over and said, "Oh, you know," as he did because he, he'd been around for nine million games. He sweet talked the referee and said, "Oh, I'm really sorry. He's, he's it's only his second game. He's a really rough lad. But he's we, not right up top. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's all right. You know, I'll I'll have a word with him." He said, "All right then, Jim. You take him to one side." And apparently, my dad took him to one side and pretended to tell him off. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, was going absolutely cracking yeah. I'm supposed to be telling you off but, and Coochie not being the brightest was like I, but Jim I'm really confused what's going on wasn't yeah. quite sure what was going on but um, yeah so I think my dad uh, had a lot well used used his rough nature to his advantage yeah and I think there's, there's this David Trick who used to play in the same era as your dad I think with Cooch and is president of Bath now great bloke and again, amazing one, bloke well one of the, brilliant one of the best public speakers out there just genius I've seen him just dominate rooms like in, a, in a lovely way like but he loves believe. baggy jeans and boat shoes oh yeah don't we all yeah well but, not me mate but he um, tells this great story about when um, they were playing against whoever it was I think it might have been Leicester actually or one of the, one of the Welsh teams and they came over and Cooch is obviously the hard man so he was running around trying to leather people and in, they have they have a, had an you know an idea a plan to try and get Cooch out of the game so Shanks is removing my dog you can pick him up with a scruff of the neck mate he's like a handbag 
Stick him on his bed. That's it. Lay down, little gremlin looking weirdo. That's it. Just push it. Don't kick him back in there, mate. I'm not. Um, you push him with your foot. It's fine. Um, I think he's, he's a little bit of a flirt, old badger. He is, yeah. He just he loves people. He's addicted. But so there's this. It kicks off, and someone just lands an absolutely sweet shot on Cooch, and just puts him down on his back. Lights out. You know, these days you'd be gone for an HIA, and you'd have a few weeks off. But then he was like flat on his back. Comes to squirt water in his face, and the ref comes over, and. He, said the ref, he says something to the ref and he's like do you see who it was and he's like I see who it was yeah we'll deal with it don't worry he said ref do not send him off <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that but presumably going back to the original question your dad Sorry. was was he an inspiration for you was he any was he any part of why you started playing rugby oh massively um, he was my coach as a mini so at four or five I would run around at the club um, yeah all three all three of the Watermans can all sidestep and I think it's definitely um, tribute to so your brothers Dad. played as well yeah both my brothers play um, uh, Sam my old? oldest is still play- well he has a run out for Western Supermare thirds I think I'm not quite sure every now and again talks the best game of the family <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. do you have to give him a lot of tips nah he, wow he basically should have been a referee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Absolute rugby noise. Loves the ru- the rules, the laws. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's um, he's a great guy, but um, not s- not very good. Yeah. Well, he always says that he's the fourth best fullback in the in the family, um, and my mum is third. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he hits the line, the line slows down. <laughs> yeah, your other brother, your other brother plays too. Yeah. Um, he did. He hasn't played for a while, but um, I think out of the three of us, he was definitely the most talented. So um, you just f- like to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't we yeah. all? Um, bloody too much sometimes. <laughs> so you were five years old, were you, when he first started playing? Yes, five years old. Yeah, jeepers. And then I, was, I mean, bearing in mind, I was named after a little elephant. I was pretty stacked, young lady. Were yeah. you? So I could hold my own, and also I'd learn growing up tackling my big brothers so when I got to tackling boys my own age I well they were easy targets yeah yeah, yeah. leather in them yeah. yeah so when how how long were you playing with boys for how long was it mixed for um until 12 so I sent four years from five to nine in New Zealand and came back and played for Minehead and was down there until through 12. New Zealand yeah lived over in Palmerston North oh, okay. Army Played for Palmerston North High School Old Boys. Where, where where is that? I don't. Um, it's about an hour and a half north of Wellington. Okay, yeah. Um, not the best part of New Zealand. <laughs> no. <laughs> pretty pretty below average actually, but why, no, it's alright. It's okay. Why were you there? Obviously, your um, family. My mum's partner at the time had a job at um, Massey University, um, and. Uh, yeah, so we all just went over and loved it. Stayed there for four years. But my my dad and the rest of my family were in England, so we came back. And yeah, um, yeah. I think. Well, I I don't know. I, rugby was obviously massive influence over there for me, and I mm. knew all the All Blacks. And I've, I think the only person I've ever been um, starstruck by from a rugby player's perspective was um, Sean Fitzpatrick. Yeah, so that's um, too <laughs> I thought you were say Tom Shanklin for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I met him at. Uh, <clears throat> Me, you can sorry. cough. I cough yeah. non-stop. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the running themes of our pod. Podcasts make me cough. Don't know why. Um, I can't Scamp. remember what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Sean Fitzpatrick you saw. Yeah. And, and you I, were starstruck. I was, yeah, absolutely starstruck by him. Um, but I think it's because just growing up, he was the yeah, obviously they, captain and We still get the same yeah. amongst players. I mean, Richard Hill is always... Yeah, like you're always, always on edge with but, Richard Hill. But around. Shank's always burst into tears whenever he sees Hilly, which is weird because we played together for years, but he's always <laughs> in tears and... 
You're always buying Hilly extra Stop drinks and mumbling my words, can't get them out. But like he shook with Hilly's, Hilly's hand, and I saw every time I saw Hilly shake his hand at a thing last week, and Hilly like wiped his hand on his trouser afterwards because Shanks really sweaty palms because he was nervous about Hilly. I licked mine. <laughs> um, so, so you're 12 years old when you get in. <laughs> this is what it's like. Um, you're 12 years old when life? you when you start playing. Uh, with an all girls team is that right no, no no there was no girls rugby at the time um, it's I a lot was different now isn't it oh hugely um, I actually made my own team I managed to oh, really? convince oh, my friends what do you call yourselves um, mine had barbarians girls I don't know oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, great did you believe yeah. 15 <laughs> um yeah, no, we had two fixtures, a home and away okay. game, and, uh, which was absolutely brilliant. And the last time I played in the Minehead Strip. So, um, but oh, now yeah. they've got under 13s, under 15s, under 18s, and a women's Jeez, team. Jesus, different. Loads. And um, I went down there in 2014 when we'd won the World Cup and we'd managed to um, organise with the BBC to do this um, some footage of us taking the actual World Cup there and surprising the girls. And it was there on a Wednesday night and it was like mini rugby on a Sunday that both pitches were full of like full of young people running yeah. around. And it wasn't until you actually concentrated that you realised that it was just all girls. I mean, it's amazing. It's really, completely really different. Really cool. I, got, I mean, I've got two girls, so it's flats. Yours, yours don't play rugby yet, do they? No. One's hockey, isn't she? Yeah. 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 I mean, mine, mine just getting into karate. Awesome. So yeah, karate. <laughs> moving from karate, and I made him watch Karate Kid yesterday. So, oh yeah, Russo. We've been learning how to wash cars and paint fences. Is that why you got him to watch it? Uh, yeah, and the crane, because um, you know, obviously, if the crane's done correctly, it's impossible to defend. So I'm trying to teach him that. <laughs> That's a really um, good point. But yeah, are you living so a I'm, karate dream through your girls? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So small steps for them because I do want them to play because it is amazing. You know how how fit. You know, rugby keeps you. Um, it's a game of evasion, isn't it? When you're young, it's tag. So it's really good for them. But it's also a, t- it's a team sport. I, yeah. I think that that's been the best. That's the reason why I loved it. Like some of my closest friends, um, even now, that I could, I'm sure that I could ring up with any problems and they would help me out. Are lads that I played mini rugby with. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know, all of the friends. And so you the, stayed in contact with all those Yeah, I love, I love going back to Minehead um, mm. and going up the club and having so a beer who, What's who, brilliant, actually, sorry. That's right. Um, is when when we won the World Cup, they gave, presented me with a club tie and then they also gave me an um, honorary membership, like vice president's membership yeah. uh, for life. And Key the best the bit is that they said that I will never have to buy a drink at the club again. Oh, wow. Absolutely. How good is that? Yeah. However, I haven't obviously made the most of it. And I think they forget yeah. that I'm actually a waterman. And once, as soon as I finish, I'll be, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Probably f- kick the arse out of yeah. that. Properly. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a Nando's black card, that is. It's like- I had a card before it was a black card. It was like a little bit of paper so I could eat free at Nando's Mermaid Key. People, but the thing is, I think I, what I thought I you were going to say it was just a card that you got stamped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lo- loyalty card. No one has yeah. one of them, right? Free half a chicken after well. nine chickens. Yeah. yeah, I remember these Nando's black cards were like all anybody wanted for a while, and then someone said something on the radio about them. It was one of the lads on, might have been on Brian Moore's show or something, and it's like, why does everyone go on about these things? It's like Nando's is twenty quid. And you go there like once every few weeks. It's not even saving you that much money. I was like, that's such a good point. They said, it's not like having a sponsored mortgage, is it? I was like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, because you can use it to get your mates food Yeah, but well. then I, I heard that... Buy your, buy your friendship. Yeah. yeah, I heard one of, one, of the, the one of the lads at Bath had a black card. And I won't say who it was because it might not be true. Um, 
but he took 27 of the lads in, 27 of the women and kicked the arse out of it and they were like, but no more. Yeah. You're taking the mickey now. Like they're it. in there every night and he giving other lads his card to go in there. Well, he's, he's gone past the 23, hasn't he? If he'd yeah, just taken it, yeah. the school match day squad, it would have been all right. Team lunch, guys. Team, thanks yeah. for supporting the team. Yeah, but you need the extra players only in case someone goes down injured. The yeah. Only 24. Yeah. Although I actually was the 24th player in the autumn and um, first time it's happened to me... Um, well, when in our squad actually for a while, um, one of the girls went down in the warm up, ended up four minutes before kickoff, being told I was starting and played eighty minutes. So, well, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Moral of the story for twenty fourth player. Yeah, concentrate. So, yeah. Yeah. so how old were you, and what club were you at for your first England cap? Um, so I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, I was playing my rugby at Clifton okay. Ladies. And yeah, just before my A levels, it was brilliant because it was the last game of the Six Nations. Um, it was you over got in Ireland. Before you did your A levels, yeah. Bloody hell! Didn't yeah. you? Um, yeah, I did too. Yeah, same. <laughs> I still haven't done them. <laughs> Gap year. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So who are you against? Um, it's Ireland over and played at Tom and Park. Um, oh wow! The old ground though. So how d- how did you find out? Um, I had a phone call okay. from the head coach Jeff Richards, um, yep. Australian, um, possibly one of the scariest guys. I, I well, saying that I've met him recently, and he's the like smiliest man ever. But when he was a head coach, he was, um, yeah, he was very intimidating. It's crazy, isn't it? You get on better with coaches once you, you know, stop playing for them. Yeah, because you have a better relationship. Anymore, you have a professional yeah. relationship. You can have a, a social relationship. Although I saying think. that, I yeah. get on really well with my current coach Giselle Mather. She's brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sh- oh, sorry. That's Daisy the cat. Yeah. World's noisiest. It's like cat. Bristol Zoo here, honestly. <laughs> In Bath. Only yeah. Not as, yeah. Only not as much fun. Yeah. The cat's noisy, by the way. That's going to happen. Uh, but she's she howls. She okay. And, yeah. That's that's a good noise. Like it sounds like she's suffering. She's not. So did you win the game? Do you remember? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was only seven minutes. Um, so they all count. What, they all count. <laughs> yeah. They all count. All the caps count. We had, we had this thing. We had this thing at Sarah's. I thought you were talking about like, seven minutes counting. <laughs> oh no, no, no that, that also yeah. counts. That's twice. But that's endurance, <laughs> Tom. But then, but I remember we had this. We had this guy, a coach at Sarries. It was like, you know, I had this idea of in the program, and it was genuinely my idea. Not this a brilliant idea, but it just was mine. So I was like, in the program, you should list how many appearances everyone's made next to their name, right? So you know whether it was made a hundred appearances or whatever. It's like, that's a good idea. Everyone does it now, but I originally thought of that, yeah? Because I'm a genius. So anyway, did that and he goes, and he was like, I reckon we shouldn't count as an appearance unless it's you've been on for 20 minutes. I was like, no, no, no. What if you come on for 10 minutes to score a hat-trick and win the cup? It doesn't count as an appearance. It has to count. Anyway, um, moral of the story was... They all count. They all count. So you, you played seven minutes... It's your first cap. Did yeah. you still have to do fitness at the end? Because <laughs> yeah, don't no. Track what it. was brilliant was because um, it was the last game of the Six Nations. We just oh, yeah. um, regained the uh, the Grand Slam. Yeah, and so we ended up having an absolutely mad party. Um, Initiation, in I hope. Um, yeah, maybe. Song yeah, or? a couple of songs. I, you know what? I actually can't remember my song because we were in the function for so long. And they'd punished me so much. You smashed. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but it was brilliant because my my mum and stepdad were over and they yeah. came partying with us. And at one point, um, my mum was at the bar um, downing um, pints of Smirnoff ice <laughs> and doing shots with the players. And I was dancing with my stepdad. And one of the girls, one of the big second rows, came over, um, TJ, Tall Jenny. There we go. Tall Jenny. Tall Jenny. That's good. That's good. good. (laughs) Um, Came over and was like, are you all right, Molly? (laughs) 
Um, Jenny. <laughs> that's, a good, be, that's the best one. <laughs> I think it's because there must have been another Jenny in there. I yeah. Anyway, Jenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Normal Jenny. Yeah. Tall like Jenny. Um, and she came over and said, are you right, Nolly? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And that she thought that this random 50-something-year-old man was trying it on with this 18-year-old <laughs> player, but it was my stepdad. So, um, yeah, good night. And then the next day, Jeff came over and said, just so you know, not, and I was absolutely green. Um, yeah. And he said, just so you know, um, you know, we don't party like that after every international. Um, we do now. Which I, yeah, which I then yeah. thanked him for because obviously I wasn't capable of don't being hungover. Like yeah, that. no, I was. I was when, you, when you look back to how, and I, this, this sounds like worse than it is, but how you used to behave, how we rugby types used to behave, people often say the game's changed, that sort of stuff. But like you presumably were operating then without the fear of social media. And the lads and the ladies now, it's not about they're so big time they can't go out. They can go out, but whatever they do, there is a very strong chance somebody will take a photograph of it and somebody will recognise them or something because you guys are on the telly all the time now and all that. So it's the same for you now. So do you feel like it's, you know, if someone said to you, I bet, you know, it's just like Shanks and I got paid to play rugby from the day we left school. So very, very lucky. Originally, we got paid nothing and then we got paid all right towards the end, whatever. So... All right, Daisy. Just ignore the cat, everyone at home. Hello, Daisy. You're right. Come on in. Come on then. Odd cat. Really odd cat. She's just been for a poo downstairs in the poo zone. There she is. Really odd. I'm hey. allergic to cats. Daisy. You have to shut that up. <laughs> Not that her. Shut her up. Everyone's fine. No one minds cats. You horrible bastard. So anyway, uh, what are we talking about? For Daisy. Social came media. In. Yeah, but if if someone but if someone said to us, I'll bet you wish you played now because the players get paid more. They probably do get paid a bit more now. But I wouldn't swap when I played because we played when rugby had just gone pro and we, we were never amateur, but we were we played in a great time where for the first half of our careers, we were all but, getting paid to play rugby were all but invisible in London. I mean, it was bloody amazing or Cardiff, right? So presumably you, would you swap, I oh know, would you swap <laughs> the first decade of your career and delay it for 10 years because you get more money and more acclaim and all that sort of stuff? Or are you appreciative of the first sort of, first half of your career because you would basically did what you wanted got the question in the end there <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I was say the build up that was the one yeah. hell of a question um, I <laughs> definitely wouldn't swap my career and I'm not getting paid now anyway so um, 10 years ago it's exactly the same oh exactly but, the same um, yeah. yeah no I I've been really fortunate having gone um, I played 11 years amateur 3 years professional with now n- not contracted hopefully things will change um, in the f- near future now that you're on this um, podcast yeah exactly wow. All about exposure. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, social media, it's not just about, um, it can be used so, so positively, I think. Um, Mm. But at the same time, it's how people interpret photographs and and take things at the wrong time. And you might not even be drinking. Um, Funnily, I can't remember the group of girls, but we were on, on the way back from an England training session and they were absolutely shattered. And they went to Burger King because there was a shorter queue there than there was at Starbucks for a coffee. Yeah. And then someone took a photograph and tweeted it saying, oh, England, England women's um, nutrition isn't great. Um, yeah. So like they were actually going for a coffee. Well, that's what they say. There was a couple of forwards that were in the queue, the other <laughs> queue. But, um, yeah, but I think it's... I look flurry. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I, th- I think it's about um, using it positively. I don't know why I'm even, why am I, I'm not even answering the question anymore. You are. No, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't swap your first 10 years and you wouldn't start again now if you had the choice. 
or would my you? My body's too broken to start again. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back to being 18, you'd start again now. So I look back and think, no way would I want to do all that again now. It was too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care if you got a few more quid now. It was way too hard. Wouldn't want to go through that again. It's just look really what you've become different. as well. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. honest. I think like, I absolutely loved the start of my career. Like I loved it yeah. and I wouldn't change it. But what the opportunities that the girls have now and where the women's game is, is amazing. Um, and the stadiums they're playing in, the amount of crowd, the crowds that we're getting, the exposure that they've got um, is, is, is so brilliant. Um, yeah. But what comes with that is the fact that they are now known and they yeah. people are there to potentially judge them or to make comment mm. and they will have to you know behave accordingly i th- i would say that i've i've always been a fantastic professional oh god yeah there's far <laughs> there's far more six packs now in the game um you know yeah, when, there you, when, are, when you look at when see. we started it was it was only like me and thomas casson yeah that had one wouldn't it me uh, yeah but i didn't but now when you look at the players and you look how their bodies change. So training's improved, it's, nutrition's improved, but also they know they, they're, they're far leaner. Instagram's and improved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, insta bodies. Um, yeah, 100%. Nice question here from Tamara Taylor on Twitter, and she wants to know who's. Tamara Taylor? I think we know Tamara Taylor, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Who's, Just 115 caps for England. <laughs> yeah. Who's been your best roommate so far? She wants you to oh, say Oh, she's her. setting me up, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah. Um, and why? Because so, I want to know why. Um, I roomed with Tamara over the autumn and we had two weeks um, where, yeah, good good laugh. Um, I was I was a bit of a feeder, actually. Um, Are you? Our room became the, the, the snack room, I think. Touch yeah, shot. Rocky came in quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah um, She's a prop. She's got to keep the weight on, you see. You can't afford to lose any weight in the front row, can you? No, not now. They, I, I think I heard you guys last week saying that you're 120 kilos. Is that right? Uh, just a bit over, but yeah, having lost. <laughs> um, so it. one of the props in the World Cup for New Zealand was 130 kilos. Jeepers! And they now want the female. So for England, there's quite a few girls in the high 90s. Yeah. Um, and they're looking at the front row to be over 100 kilos. Do you reckon so. I could take her? That one with that 130 kilo girl. Do you she can I could step take as well. So I think. But like, do you reckon one on one scrum time, I could take her. Well, she's only 19, so I think it'd be a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, I'll but, take her out. Okay, I want you to know that. Okay. <laughs> You're, so not very yeah, strong at the shout to, hey? uh, You're not very New strong Zealand at the moment. No. I'm not very strong at the moment. No, I'm getting back. We are, by the way, um, we weren't going to mention this on the pod, but um, since you brought it up, Shanks, we've all been to the gym today, haven't we, guys, independently? Yeah. Haven't we? Yes. Leg oh. session for me. Is it legs? Yes. Legs today. What were you doing in there? Um, I did some isometric leg press. Oh, was, Yeah, five, five seconds on, single leg, swap over. Um, so six each side, minute. Oh off. wow! I'd never yeah. ever do Five that. Minutes. Minging, yeah, <laughs> way too hard. I did old men cleans. What that is, don't you? Yeah. With reverse curls. Emom, you mean? <laughs> what would I say? Omem. Yeah. <laughs> emom. Yeah. Emon. You love it. You love emom. Every minute on the minute, just oh, the nice. three cleans. Like not very heavy, but just one eighty. Just really make loads of noise. <laughs> I so do know, I've turns done recently because I did. You wear lifters? No. Oh. No, no. no you got to wear slammers, boy. No. It's only, it wasn't much on the bar. Okay. So. I do you, love it when people wear lifters and they do upper body. I know. That, amazing, isn't that it? is my favourite. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Got the, sla- got the slammers on for oh, chin-ups. Oh, actually, saw someone on the treadmill the other day in lifters. Oh, my days. They were walking. We used to call them slammers. <laughs> Our lifters, man, slammers. Fat Greg at Bath, he, uh, he, he nicked a pair of Adidas. When they first came out, we first started wearing them, he nicked a pair of silver Adidas ones. And he was in RSVP, which is now Slug and Lettuce. He was in RSVP in his Slammers <laughs> kit, man. Never done a day's training in his life. Thought I was, looked, um, these looked tight. I was in the shower after, right? And um, it's like the wash. Uh, 
and I, there was a guy in there and I don't really know him you just we see people in the change rooms you just nod at them and uh, bro, I, remember bro, him ask, bro. I remember him asking me a while ago if I wanted any Mac 3 blades I said yeah go on then so he sold me like a big pack and it was like 20 quid um, he asked me if I wanted a handbag today <laughs> yes, I, thought it was, I thought it was a joke it's not a joke <laughs> no, it's, it's got a lovely I thought it was a joke because I thought you were sponsored by Harry's I got, because I got yeah. The, yeah. oh yeah and he, yeah. And he used them and they were crap weren't they yeah the rubbish is that why your face was bleeding that day <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah he asked if I wanted a handbag today 120 quid do you have 60 quid fossil in the back of the car um, jeez they're out yeah. there these people do you know what I, start, so I go to, I go to uh, CrossFit in Bath which when I go is rebranded CrossFit <laughs> I'm the worst in there, all right, but I go regularly. But the only class the only class I can go to is 7am, but I've got to take the kids to school, so I can't do that very often. Or 10.30, the unemployed slot. But like some day doesn't work. Like today it didn't work because Shanko was coming over. Right? So you're coming over. So it didn't work. So I realised that all these days, whenever there's an excuse not to go to the gym, I don't go because I'm inherently lazy and fat. So I've joined a commercial gym in town. I've joined Fitness First in Bath because Ollie Barkley had the idea and he's like whenever the, the time zones don't the time classes don't fit I just go in there for half an hour and it's fine so I've been in there there are some serious trainers in there there are some I'm sure they're all good people <laughs> I haven't been I haven't spent time in a commercial gym for I mean 15 it, years it's interesting right oh my god it's, it is just absolute bell central there are some really lots of people in there who aren't it is Bell Central. It is just horrendous. It's a amount. fashion show as well, isn't it? Like you, I you're blatantly just... wearing stuff which you think you look good at, which is not the, girl, fit. the girls in their makeup. I mean, I know. they wear people... more makeup in the gym than I would ever, even when I do TV. Yeah, um, <laughs> they are plastered in it, and it's like yeah. some of these people are in great nick and they're lifting great and they're running great. Everything's great. They're well done. But they're, where they're... do you sit? What what what's your gym attire? Okay, so I, I tell you today. I did squats today, light squats, but Tweed, I still wore, I my, still wore my slammers. Okay. Uh, Nike, Romaleos, threes. Um, but I had like knee length, like baggy shorts. I thought you were going to say light like <laughs> No, I no, literally no. got rage and hatred for oh, you. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Baggy excited. shorts, baggy shorts, like the opposite of quadzillas. Baggy shorts, I had a baggy t-shirt and a hoodie, which I kept what on colours for the whole session. What colours did you go for? Well, I had my black slammers. I had a white ankle sock, Nike. I had a black short, Nike. I had a blue t-shirt, Nike, and a grey Nike hoodie uh, with my Nike kit bag and my Nike weights. But other brands are available though, aren't they? They're just not as good. Yeah. Well, they're they just, are. They're, just, they're not. They are. They're not. Under Armour. That's good. Decent. That's good. Uh, so yeah, I. but that is, you know, you can easily say, well, why would I wear something skin tight? Because I've got a minging rig, which is absolutely a fair observation. If I had a really, really tidy rig and I had a six pack... I would not dress like a knob in the gym and right. I would not grunt in front of mirrors. So there was a guy in the gym this morning wearing a thermal, like an, a base layer yep. as a top. His only layer. Yeah. I don't understand no, that. No, it's a base I... layer because it's meant to be underneath. Keep you not, warm. Yeah. It's not so you can see the ripples and the yeah. pectoral. <laughs> I, I, I also just Latterous, think... dorsal... That's a that's Mas- a that's a maximus. That's a fin on a maximus. dolphin, mate. <laughs> maximus decimus. Um, Marilius muscle. But it's with these, it's these people that I've not. It's these people who are gym champions, and it's, I'm not. I'm not looking down on people that haven't played elite sport because most people haven't, and who cares? I don't care that I have. But it's like, what? Why are you so happy with yourself? It's just like, do you know what? Just train and be in good nick, so that you can train and be in good nick. It's like you're you're literally champ. You are the fitness first bath champion. Well do you reckon done. We can, do you reckon Go and use it somewhere. We need the listeners. If 
if you are listening, I hope you are. I'm sure <laughs> you are. are yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't hear this. But can you send some photos in if you see anyone in the gym which so, wear an idiotic? You know when you. you know, I, think what I play also chateau. That's a good game in the gym. So find the worst tattoo on oh, someone. In, yeah. Yeah. On, um, okay. Honestly, so guy massively pumped up doing guns, and he had a tiger on his arm. Genius. Quality. Genius. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. I like the old Maori ones on the arms. Yeah, on the non-Maori guy. Call them Super Maoris. Yeah, on the, the Super Maori. On the white guy from Luton. Um, Here he is, Super Maori. Yeah, he's straight in there. Chris Who Cadman. weighs 52 kilos. <laughs> yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris Cadman on Twitter wants to know, what's the most idiotic thing you ever heard from an armchair expert as an international athlete? You actually got quite a good question on Twitter, yeah, didn't that, you? For that was from Kerry, um, at Keza Paza. But you could probably you could probably answer that question. Just, who's deleted it now? Who asked you? How does rugby and training get in the way of ironing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, does ironing get in the way uh, of training? Interestingly, I, I did off. let him know that I managed to get most other life skills in that us women are supposed to do. So cooking, cleaning. Actually, to be fair, I don't actually do much of the cooking. Really um, lazy cleaning. I don't either. Um, I'm lazy. Yeah, you. When I arrived, you had a sal- a salad prepared for you. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Um, look nice though um, it was nice actually yeah a little bit archaic I, I mean maybe if that joke was made about 30 years ago I would have laughed but it's just a bit so what's the, what's the most what's yeah. the most idiotic thing you've heard from have you heard from an armchair expert or do you get oh um, I've had some oh, what's do you find do you find that the to on that but do you, do you find that the the way Oh, I've got one actually. Oh, got brilliant! One. Someone asked me. News I was sat. Um, yeah, I was sat doing an interview with a with a Welsh man, unfortunately, um, oh, and he. It was a Q and A in front of lots of people. He, he actually said Danny Capriani. So um, brilliant. So he was he's on board with the game. Brilliant. But he said to me, "Would I, if I had children, which I don't have children yet, but if I have children and I had a girl, would I like her to play rugby?" And I was like, "Oh, definitely, no way." Yeah, no, I've had yeah. a shit life. I hate, I hate rugby. It's been awful. Nothing that I've done has been fun. Yeah, I haven't made any yeah. friends. I've not travelled the world. Rugby hasn't given me all lots of life skills. Yes, yeah, so that's probably one of the a silly question, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you find that the level of um, sort of ignorance and laziness of thought around the women's game is decreasing and diluting all the time? Do you find? Do you, there are, are there still people out there that are kind of a bit 50 years ago about it, but do you find that number reducing or is it kind of a, the same as it always was in terms of how you're received? I think um, people are far more open to um, watching and supporting female sport now, um, but I think mm. it's because they've got more access to it and people, when they watch it, they realise that actually it's a decent game. Um, I think the people that, um, do judge and do make comment either haven't watched the game haven't engaged with female players or don't want to so I'm like well if you don't then fine. you're not very, yeah fine yeah. you're not very current and actually you're not really promoting or celebrating what's successful especially in this country at the moment the way that female team sports are doing is awesome um, so why not get behind it and you know promote some amazing role models mm. so you won the World Cup we'll have to push on a bit because we We've got loads to talk about on this pod. Oh, um, gotcha. 2004, you beat Canada in a final. Did you score a try? I did, yeah. yeah. Maggie, did. Maggie I, I think I've never screamed for the ball. There's a running joke between Maggie and I. Maggie, Maggie Alfonsi was a world-class player. 
Yeah, dominator. Yeah, absolutely world class. Um, And there was running Jake that whenever I'd make a break, she'd always be on my, you know, she'd run the fantastic sport line. She'd always be on my shoulder there for offload or pop. And she'd, she'd either score or take the ball on. A couple of times she made the line break and I was there and she didn't pass it. A World Cup final, she gets the ball in her hands and is running and it's a two-on-one with the winger. And I I, honestly, I think there was 18, 20,000 people there. I screamed louder than any <laughs> um, Yeah. So I was like, she's, she's got an MBE. And I was yep. like, you can't have an MBE be as known as you are and score in the World Cup final. You've got to give me some love. So yeah, she, she, she passed love. it and I scored. So, so what were yeah. the celebrations like after that? Oh, huge. Um, did you, were your family out watching? Yeah, no, they were all there. My brothers were absolutely wasted. It was brilliant. So after the game, Standard. Um, yeah. I went up into the stands and um, yeah, saw my brother, saw my big brother and uh, he was so drunk. He tried dragging me over one of those plastic chairs, um, which is a delight. And yeah, um, like dribbled a little bit on my shoulder and told me how um, brilliant it was. And yeah. I think, yeah, no, it was really, really nice. I had uh, my best friend there with her four kids, which was, um, which was really cool because they got to see the medal and hold the medal yeah. and be part of it all. Super um, cool. And then on the way home, so we had the function. A um, few teams had actually left by the time we got up there, which I thought was a little bit rude. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had Agreed. the function. And then... Um, on the way home, there was the supporters pub that was on a roundabout and we'd driven past it on the way to the ground. So we knew that where it was. And on the way back, we managed to convince the bus driver to stop. And so we got off the bus to probably about 1500 people, but like some friends and family, maybe not that many, but all of our, everybody's closest friends and family were there um, chanting swing low as we got off the bus with the World Cup and our medals and stuff. So we had a big party, but then we also got to share it with the, the people oh, that are closest amazing. to us. So that was Gee, really cool. Super cool. And then we went back to the hotel and carried on partying and I ate so many salt vinegar crisps, I gave myself ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get up and with them out, Strong. I've done that on the M5 before, a few times, <laughs> way up to Cov. <laughs> yeah, same thing, same thing. You just can't walk past those McCoys, can you? You can't walk past them. <laughs> in France, I think they've got a, they've got a different um, different ingredient in There's there. There's no health and safety. Brutal. They go as much salt and as much vinegar as they want. And they love I mean, ham crisps. It's like power of the strongest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a competition. Go over there for Six Nations. Do you know where your medal yeah. is now? Um, I do, it's next to my bed. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, a couple of the girls have had them framed and, uh, yeah. you know, in safe places. But um, I... Oh, hello. Daisy's um, back. She likes you, Nolly. Hey, Daisy. The I only way to make her quiet... I said something really rude and realised I was on a podcast. <laughs> um, I, um, the only way to make her quiet is to stroke her. So good luck. I'm allergic to cats, so... You yeah. use your feet. You've got socks on. Yeah, no. I used my hand before, so my eyes are getting itchy now. Just oh. to shut her up for the pod, but that's the sacrifices we make. But your medal's next to your bed. Yeah, I, I do quite a bit of work in um, schools. I engage with the young people and I love taking my medal and yeah. getting them to, to actually see it. And um, yeah. So is that, what you, is that what you do now? You do um, I do that a little bit. I yep. do. Um, so after the World Cup in 2017, uh, we, had our, we lost our contracts in the 15s game. Um, but I decided that if I wanted to carry on playing internationally, I, would, I wouldn't be able to go back to full-time work. And I wasn't quite sure what I would do because th- I was three years professional. Um, so yeah, I do part. I self-employed and do part-time work um, in schools. I do some media um, and a bit of work with businesses and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, all, it's all really fun and and really diverse. Fun. Yeah, and yeah. and it's kept me entertained. I've, I've loved it. Um, no weeks the same. Yeah, um, but, but that lo- losing those contracts after the World Cup was just so. It felt so bizarre to me. So they contracted the 15s girls all the way up to the World Cup, and oh, by the way. Before we talk about that, I, I did the TV stuff 
uh, for ITV, the punditry. And you stuff did a for... really good job. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. You sound surprised. All the girls, no, all the girls were <laughs> raving about you. Actually, you see, it's the yeah. haircut. But I really enjoyed it. But I got load, I got a lot of a tweet. People not abusing me, but having a bit of a pop at me on Twitter for calling you girls or ladies instead of women or something. And my reply was always the same. I'll call them whatever I want. Like I call rugby players the boys. I call the All Blacks the boys if I want to. So I can call them anything. And actually, I was sitting with Maggie and I was like, Maggie, am I cocking this up? And she's like, no, you're all right, mate. Call them what you like. They don't care. I'm like, is that right? Um, or not? Or have I the pause, the pause. girls? Um, no, I I don't think anyone's that precious to think that you're offending us by calling us girls. I would say I would shout, "Come on, girls!" when we're playing. That's, that's the same. Um, that's the same. Thing. I can't I'm feeling a bit guys. posh. I might say, "Yeah, like we're, we're, we're let's go, ladies." Give it a bit of American yeah. tang. Yeah, ladies. Yeah, I was saying, guys. As I'd well. say, like, if we're come on, guys, going for food after, I say, "Come on, guys, let's go." We're not, mm. but I call my kids guys. Yeah, they're very I aggressive. I think it's though. how people how you say a lot of things, isn't it? So if you yeah if you say it in a derogatory way then it will be taken that way if you say it in a like nice friendly you're a nice friendly chap aren't you I am yeah friendly cuddly guy just a friendly guy loves a hug that's all I am just don't like stroking your uh, cat no no I I try not to stroke Daisy I I love Daisy but I'm allergic to cats so see I'm holding my left hand far away from me now I'm allergic allergies are pathetic and I think some of them are made a lot of them are made up but this one is real you, are you allergic to um, non-biological bi- uh, powder? Paying for drinks, do you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we went we went to Mike Tyndall's house recently to do this thing, and his racehorse, whatever, was in the the dude, whatever it's called, was in its stable in Tinder's garden. So I'm stroking the horse, and I like horses. I love an- I love animals, but the whole time I'm stroking it, I'm thinking. Last time I stroked a horse was when I took my girls pony riding with Kim Oliver, the old um, oh badger in- badger. England centre, great friend of mine, Kimbo. Kimbo she's Slice. She's bonkers. She's a looney tune. I love her. I adore her. And so I'm she... one of my best mates in rugby. Oh yeah, she's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love him. her. I lent her. I lent her my old knackered old dog car to drive to London, and it broke down, and she was stranded with her mum. Let's get the train home. Got crushed about three weeks ago. Written <laughs> off. Anyway, um, but she t- she took us to see a pony, whatever, with her mum. We went ride took the girls riding around this village outside Bath a little while ago, and I was properly allergic to her horses. So we're at Tinsley's place stroking this horse, doing this video. The dog's snorting, sorry. And I was like, and the whole time I'm like, oh, this is great video. Can we hurry up? Because it's not my eyes are about to explode. It's pathetic. He like starts itching his eyes then, so it hurts his eyes mm. more. It's so uncool. Being allergic to stuff. You like that with so spicy pathetic. food though, aren't you? you know, I'm you... better with spicy food now. Oh, I you? do mediums at Nandini's now. Okay. Do you, can you eat Thai? Yeah. Because I find Thai is easier to eat because I don't like I'm not allergic to it but it's easier to eat hotter stuff in Thai than it is in you're like the guy from Long Came Polly aren't you like eating spicy food just affects you too much yeah Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting better Korma's alright isn't it I've I've literally tried to toughen myself up this morning hey on that by the way my little girl on the way to school this morning there are six year olds in the front seat which is illegal to sports club Uh, sports club school yeah sports club she's in the front seat isn't the the school like 200 metres away yeah but I had to go straight from oh. school to a meeting so I didn't have time to walk and then walk back to the gym mate it's what not, it's not 200 metres <laughs> it's not 200 metres oh it's sorry a, 150 he's got an electric bike as well I was, I was going why on why don't you become else? one of those dads that lets your daughter scoot to school and then you scoot home 
It's downhill. Did that, did that, snapped her scooter. Yeah, you can't. And, the, and scooters are a nightmare to hold as well. When you're, well, it is for me because I'm a bit taller than Dave, but you could probably <laughs> walk inch. along wheeling it on the floor. I've got a hold. It's, it's but you're just like, you, you could, if you got them an adult yeah. framed one. Yeah, Do you know true. what, Nolly did that? Got these really big ones. They could hardly ride. <laughs> they were like, they were like, they were really big. They were for like teenagers. But I mean, I'm 123, five kilos now, but I was about 140 then. So I, Unfortunately, that was beyond the limit. Do you still rollerblade with the three dogs? <laughs> In your active wear. One of them is a cat, you twat. It's a cat, it's not a dog. Um, I, was, I keep looking at that um, footstool, thinking yeah, that's furry a, footstool. A, different, a different animal. A furry armchair and a furry footstool, yeah. But anyway, my little girl on the way up, my eight-year-old was saying, I'm worried that everyone, we've got packed lunches and not everyone's going to have them and I'm going to be humiliated. Right. Oh no, we've got packed lunches. No one else has got them. So she's learnt the word humiliated, and she's just trying to find ways to use it. And my little six-year-old said, "Oh man, up will you, peanut?" I was like, "Hey, you can't say that anymore. You can't say that. It's toughen up. You can say toughen up." Oh, I, didn't about even, allergies. I didn't even pick up. On you that. can't say man up anymore. Uh, you know, you know where they got it from, don't you? Bloody dad. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How much rugby did you watch on the weekend? Oh, it's yours. You pig. Well, we were at the Anglo-Welsh, weren't we, with Bath v Exeter. Yeah, Exeter trashed them, really, didn't they? Dominated them, didn't they? Yep. Conditions weren't great at, the, at uh, Gloucester Mine, were they? But as far as I'm aware, the conditions were the same for both teams, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Yeah. Exeter, Exeter yeah. was way better. Well, like, it depends, because if the wind changed or the rain changed at half-time, it could have been different for... True mm. that. We were playing at Newcastle that, once, and the wind point. was horrendous, and we chose to play into the wind. The first half you were playing, boy, and like second half, it was like brutal. You couldn't kick the ball at all. You had to pick and go. The whole we was broken at half time. It's like right, we got the wind. We came out, 
And I, I was a prop, so I never noticed the wind. Even I noticed it. It had literally changed direction. We played into the wind for 80 minutes at Newcastle and it ended up being the best story anyone's ever told. <laughs> but obviously, the, the conditions were crap. So, but, Yeah, they were. But, but next were, to were So better. down in Minehead as a mini, going completely off ta- as yeah, a tangent. Okay, we love it. Um, there's, the pitch is slanted. But as minis, you go up and down, da- you go widthways. Yeah, yeah. You go, do you go uphill in the first half when you're fresh? Yeah. Downhill when you're, or... Do you go down when you're fresh? You get loads well, of points. What would you do? Different for you because you're an 80 minute player, right? I was a 50 minute player because I was really. I think really it's only explosive. about 20 for kids. But, so. but whatever the version is, right? <laughs> I was always a starter. I was came off before the end, so finisher. No, came off before the end. Oh right. So I was starter, but I would always want to play with the wind in the first half, so I could look better in the first half, and the lads can struggle when I've gone off. Pitches aren't. There's not much of a slope <laughs> in any pitches now, but they're obviously wind and. Rain could play a factor. I always reckon take the advantage first off because you don't know if it's going to stay. I agree. That's my point. I concur. Yeah. Do you? And also, it, it sets the you game as a. Um, <laughs> that's a great game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Be- it? A best trick. Well, the clear nail varnish. Um, oh right. Yeah. Okay. Add that's cheating, isn't it? You, no. It's only if you get caught. It's, yeah. No. It's um, Steve being Smith. innovative. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But Exeter obviously. Played the conditions better. Inard was really good at hooker, wasn't he? They scored yeah, with a front really peel, good. early doors. They had a ch- uh, chance to kick three points. They didn't. Exeter, they went straight for the corner, scored a try. Joe Simmons, good again. Salmon was good. Yeah. Jumping everywhere. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. But they just they just look better. Um, they're so dangerous, Exeter, when they get like five, ten metres out. The pick and go. They take their time. They don't make that many errors. Um, and I liked as well afterwards. Well, all the other lads in the squad, the Chiefs squad, who weren't playing, so a lot of the first team guys, they made a tunnel for the lads to come off and they were all smashed. <laughs> they were yeah. all, all on the piss. We're not grassing them up here. They were out in public on camera. So they were all, they were, I don't know if they were all smashed, they were all pissed and they were all properly up for it. And we were running, had to run through the tunnel and getting spanked and trying to give you like, flick you in the balls, that sort of stuff. So I dodge around the front and Luke Kendrick, he was, oh, get yourself in the tunnel. <laughs> don't be such arrogant bastard, get yourself in the tunnel. You went through the tunnel, didn't you? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't. lied. Oh, you lied. Are <laughs> you trying to talk it up? <laughs> You're talking it up. Joe Simmons is really good at 10 as well. Yeah, He's very good. He's one of those this season. Um, and, he seems like the natural progressor now for um, Garth Steenson, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a man. He'll be, he'll be playing for England one of these days. But then super, we, super classy. So then on the Saturday then, oh no, on Friday as well, we had the Scarlets, La Rochelle. 29-17 to the Scarlets. Mm. Took a while to come alive that one though, I thought. Yeah. I tell you who played really well, which I think I think he's having second thoughts about going to Munster is Tyg Byrne. What a player. Yeah. How good was he at defending the driving lineouts towards the end yeah, of the game? Yeah, he was a beast. He was good. Beast. But it was, the Scars' defence was amazing towards the end. Mm. Um, but La Rochelle gave away so many crap penalties, non-stop. Like when the referee's saying let go of the ball, you just got to let go of it. And uh, sometimes you don't know whether they they hear that because they're French. And, but you'd have some sort of idea of what a referee's trying to say no matter what language you're in. Yeah. You're they would have played enough English teams to know. But... They were pretty poor. Didn't help losing um, Bottia. Fairly yeah. early doors. Do you? I mean, how much of the men's stuff do you watch, Nolly? Um, I do try and watch as much as possible. But um, I was playing this weekend, so we were playing up in Waterloo, rearranged oh, yeah. fixture. Um, so yeah, nice long trip up to Liverpool on Friday. <laughs> um, so. I didn't catch up on and and the problem is is when you're playing I do all my own analysis so the analysis of our own games of the opposition and that type of thing so to then come home and watch 
17 hours of men's rugby. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, did, um, I did watch a... Well, I watched a little bit of the highlights, but I did see uh, Leinster outplay Saris. Yeah, they were great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed they? that game. Um, and I do try and watch, as I say, but it's it's difficult as a current player. Yeah, of course it is. Time. And also, no one watches as much rugby as we watch when they're current players. So when yeah. you retire, you've got your own stuff to do. When you when you retire, if you're still involved in the game, we got buddies that we will have played with who haven't watched the game in years because you're over it and it was so intense, you're happy to step away. But when you're Do you involved, enjoy watching it? I love it. I love it. I don't... I don't, I'm not a massive fan always of salads, salads or cardiovascular exercise. Um, I'm not a massive fan of sitting in the stands watching games. I did it at Tigers the other week and I loved it, but it doesn't interest me particularly. I like watching games in quiet rooms on the TV where I can see replays. <laughs> Ideally you can on really my own. Look at, you can really hone opinion. in on the scrums. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't miss things. No, it is. What, you get to see replays. You get to see yeah. different yeah. angles. But let, but the Scarlets do look like they could be potential. Um, they've got to go. They've got to go to Champions Cup winners. They? It's just shortage of wingers. That's the only thing they're they're lacking. But it's great to see them doing so well. We've been we've watched them all season. We've been down there twice, haven't we? And it's just seems yeah. a really good vibe there. But yeah, the Leinster Saracens. Didn't expect Leinster outpower Saracens, mind? Didn't you? I no, just, not I think at all. Saris were just predictable, and I mean they always every, are though. The every time I've played any Irish players or Irish teams, um, they tackle and they don't give up, and mm. so. I don't know. They they either ran the forwards in and were expected. Saris ran the forwards in and was expecting to get over gain line and they didn't. Or they played out the black, paid out the back, and no one put any pace on to actually punish them. I think a bit the like only England, Nolly, this season actually. It was, it was very much. Bit. It was a little bit like that. Like yeah. Mac over Napola was knocking the ball on. So was Jackson Ray. Just he played what seventy two minutes or something crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think whoever was commentating said like actually normally. He did a great job, but normally Billy does fifty percent of it. Yeah, Ma- Ma- so Mako's Mako's effort in that game was quite unbelievable. Actually, he was incredible for Saris, I thought. But they, you're right, Shanks. They got outpowered. But because I, I watched Exeter Leinster in the pool stages at Sandy Park, and Exeter were properly at it, looking powerful, full strength, and Leinster did, and Leinster did the same then. And there's that game where I was like, okay, this only what it was like seventeen ten or something like that. It wasn't even an epic, but I was like. That is a serious amount of power and organisation. Levy, how good was Levy? How good was Fardy? See Levy's try, you know, where nine picks up or a winger picks up, hits the next person closer right, they puts it back inside. Yeah. Yeah, but So they did that with two forwards, which you don't really expect, do you? You know, if if you've got a nine or a a back, the base that ruck. You know, alarm bells would ring slightly. I just look at that and think bad defence. Yeah, it is is bad defence, but... When you see players in certain positions, that's when you switch on a little bit more. Yeah. But when you're seeing a, a back row just hitting a, a runner next to him, you're not, you switch off a little bit. But one of the first things that you're taught in breakdown defence is your guard and bodyguard don't move. No, yeah. And actually, but they how many didn't. times do they so move? Though? I, I can't remember the players, you, you guys might know, but the guard was in and the guy came round to go. Like he should have gone round past bodyguard, yeah. Yeah. Um, and but he didn't. He slotted in, and then there was confusion. And I don't yeah. know. I I personally thought it was bad ruck defence rather. Than, I mean, a great play. Yeah. And they identified that actually the the Saris defence was scrambling. But it only works but when teams are under pressure because that's mm-hmm. when you sort of get, that's when you get tired. That's when panic. Panic. You forget your role, yeah. don't you? As you well. do, and you switch off a little bit. But if you've got, I don't there know was, you guys the systems you played in. But when I was playing, it was like right. Guard, guard, body guard being the first defender next to the right who can almost put a hand, put his his or her 
inside hand on the ruck, so you're that close. Then you've got the bodyguard, the second defender. So if the nine goes or so, anyone picks and goes and comes a little bit wider, so if someone runs straight into you when you're at guard, you tackle them. If it's just a straight pick and go. If they move a little bit wider like Leinster did, the guard who is next to the breakdown leaves them. No matter how tempting they are, you leave them go and you trust the person outside you to tackle them. As soon as you follow them out and move into the second defender's channel, you leave a hole on the inside for what we used to call the Gregan ball, because George Gregan kind of paint. Yeah, everyone did, yeah. Put it back inside. So as soon as that one scoots, it's because he hasn't been communicated with or he hasn't looked and seen someone outside him and he hasn't trusted the system. So as soon as you're, you're at guard and you see someone move in front of you, Leave them, just leave them go in case someone comes on the inside. So that's when you. That's systems. my point about like having a nine. When the nine's at the base, you're switched on way more because a yeah. nine's going to make more breaks. Whilst you know when you've got a back row there, you potentially would switch off. Interestingly, yeah. Wigglesworth was so. If you've got a nine that likes to also because he they probably identified it if they got in behind the breakdown, it was a run into the fullback because yeah. um, he goes into the front line. He was flying and up and the line, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So therefore, you lose that little sweeping defence as well. But it's just yeah. well um, called off the you know well yeah. called move off the cuff. You know, the, more, the more I watch Leinster, the more I think... I know it's easy to say they've just got brilliant players, but loads of these players were new once. <laughs> All of these players were new once, and a lot of them are under... They haven't just signed rock stars. Someone no. like Levy, someone like Ryan, I just think they've got loads of talented players like every country has, major rugby-playing nation. They just look really well-coached. Especially they when Leinster so were well in their coached. prime, when you look at like the, the Shane Horgan, the Darcy, the O'Driscoll, yeah. Heaslip... All these players are gone, but they've still got quality through. And they make good signings. Like James Lowe was quality great at the signing. Weekend. Yeah. Gets outside Scott Liam Fardy, Gets outside signing. Liam Williams mm. early doors. Yeah. They score a try off it. It gets put back inside, I think, too. Um might have been Matey Boy. Ring Rose. But you know, they but they've signed they signed Brad Thorne. Before that they had Rocky Elsom. Or Lee. You've got Scott yeah. Fardy. You know, these are these are kind of just hand-picked foreign signings that really add something to their squads. But yeah. they just look really well coached. They look the so well prepared. brilliant for, him yeah. for the last sort of eight, ten years, how long he's been there. But, but you know, you've got, to, you've got to get players like Issa Nathaywa and you've got to improve them and retain them, that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, you know, we were playing at Bath and we had someone different position from Nathaywa, but always reminds me of him because we had a guy called Joe Maddock who played on the wing for Bath. Pubed, he, he pubed, and he played for a good few years. Scored a load of tries, what? but apart, probably apart from maybe wasn't a natural centre, but he was one of those guys that was really durable, could have played almost anywhere, and in the end, they left him on the wing, and in the end, he got offered a bit more money and left. And I was, I remember being in a senior players meeting, like this, this is the guy you've got to fight for. He's got another five years of playing. These are the guys you fight to keep and you pay to keep, not just the rock stars. And you get someone like Nathewa. Is he famous back home? No, I don't know. not really. Maybe, maybe, Probably maybe not. not. But he's absolutely vital. Without him, they're not winning European he's Cups. He's famous in Dublin, probably. mate. Yeah. So, Saracen's now have got to go over to the Viva Stadium to play Leinster in their semi-final in a few weeks' time. So, epic. Not Saracen's. Not Saracen's. Uh, uh, Scarlet's. I knew we'd go with an S. Well done. Samsonite. Yeah. Um, you, I was way off. Yeah. So, the Munster Toulon uh, game, sorry. Yeah, it was pretty punchy, wasn't it? It was punchy. Um, Trinduke had a fairly decent game by his standards yeah but then he missed touch and then Conway he did miss touch we, but we tuned in at that moment oh, did so you? as he caught the ball and scored so whose fault whose fault is that now it's it sort of he should have he should have hit touch yes and had Conway not caught it kick so chase. cleanly kick chase kick chase where on earth is um, kick chase terror Tuis over I think he thinks the ball is going to go out on the full so he's coming to stop the, like the quick line out 
like yep. all wingers do, just wave their hands as much as they can. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but it hasn't gone out. Well, it has gone out. He's caught it over the line. A great catch. And it just, the hole just opens up. And then he ends up stepping Fekatua. Yeah. As well. Who was electric when he came on. But who's, yeah. But you, you. That's people just switching off, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it is. Like completely. Men, yeah. Um, it's just assuming the ball's going to go out. He's and also, you need to, on kick chase, you need to defend the ball first. But they, yeah. they, they yeah. What know, might but happen. also, it shows that if, you, if you're an isolated, um, if you, you're isolated when you chase, you're so easy to pick off, whether it's a pass, a step, or whatever. I yeah, mean, you obviously, must be situations like that with bit, bitty, uncommitted kick chases. Perfect for you, seriously, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah no, it's yeah. good fun. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, whole, the, the, the decision's made for you. You don't have to make a decision because there's nothing there in front of him. So he just goes and yeah. then. He's got, you know, cra- pe- he's got crazy legs when he runs, mind. Pe- he has, yeah. <laughs> People talk about five margins in elite sport, whatever. That is literally, over the course of almost an hour and a half, about an hour and a half of rugby in the end, that is one person, one person not concentrating properly for one kick. Yeah. And it's, you go, no, I'll tell you, and you're I'll, out of What, about the, rent, what about the guys chasing? Yeah, it's not no, just... What I mean, that's what I mean. The kick chase is what I mean. Yeah. I yeah. thought you meant the one person kicking. No, oh, maybe it's two people then, but I'm talking about the kick chase. Because <laughs> the thing is, you, you can fix a bad kick with a great kick chase. Of course you can. But if, you, if you're lazy or you switch off... But that's just, that but ball does seconds. have to go into touch because it's only him and uh, Tuiso. Yeah, yeah, but how yeah. Tranduke is that? He's got like he's got a shed load of caps because he's a genius one minute, but he has got a howler. He's got a Robbie Fowler in him every half of rugby. He's the new Poitrano. He's got so much talent in him, but he's got an what absolute shocker in him every half an hour. How would, how would you, if you were his coach, how would you try and get rid of that I do you know what it's I too pro- late I, I probably it's too late I think but it's probably wouldn't and I would probably start weighing up whether his genius no, genius is the wrong word his talent is enough that you start altering the way you compose your squad to cover him so you start thinking more about your sevens and twelves and people that can cover him having a, having a, well they, they've got Marnonu at twelve yeah He's a decent ball player. He's all right. He goes all right. Yeah. But it's different because you've got a player like him, you you know, like the Poitrano is a great one. You can't can't argue with what he contributed to Toulouse over the years. I mean, really mega player. But we used to play against Toulouse and it was like they got Clement Poitrano at fullback and we were like, oh my God, he's amazing. It's like, no, 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 no. Every chance we get, run at him and kick the ball to him because he'll drop one in three or four. When he doesn't drop them, he could tear us to bits, but he will drop some. But you, you must you must see that as well in games when you've got players that you can see are starting to lose it and they're starting to creak and that's when you need to take the pressure off them as best they can. But I think there's a there's a responsibility of the players around him. Yeah. You know, we've got um, some fiery characters in our back row. Uh, Marley Packer. I love Marley Cleo, Packer. I love watching absolutely her Absolutely brilliant players, um, but play on the edge. Yeah. And especially in club rugby. And I personally think it's the responsibility of their teammates just to, a couple of girls, just to know when that tipping point is coming. Because mm. that type of player are the, they're the, player that they are because of how that because yeah. of they play yeah. on the edge and so you need to be able to make sure but every now and again it tips you. yeah it, it dips over and um but you take and you take the rough with the smooth do you know who's um, yeah. do you know who's close to the edge who bono um anyway so oh Christ. <laughs> what emoji that. face would you do for that that joke middle finger up i've heard it 48 the, times uh, the eye roll one <laughs> like the same thing <laughs> uh, but what a line from Chris Ashton as well to get on the um, get on the end of uh, Bass Rose. Can I can I shock you? It was it was one of the best support lines I've seen. <laughs> Tom Tom, 
Chris Ashton is the best English winger. He's playing 15 as well at the moment. Yeah, but he's the he's the best. Do you don't reckon, Ollie? Do you um, reckon? <sighs> she hates I him. I just wasn't a fan <laughs> when he was in an England shirt. Um, I think he is clearly a skillful player, but he was too one-dimensional um, when he was, and defensively, um, I don't know. He, I don't know. He just didn't, he, it wasn't the sparky type of player that I like. Um, I'm not quite sure England have found who they want as their wingers. They've been chopping and changing the mm. boys over a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not not for me, but... Um, you were not playing a better a support run of mind. No matter what, I didn't no matter, see the game. I didn't see no that matter, support yeah, line, no so what, it might have changed me. No matter what he's like defensively or, or whatever, his his lines, I think fo- you follow him play, yeah. there's no one better, I don't think. And you, you would know more than me, Nolly, about that, but I watched, I've watched him play a lot in France as well since he went. And okay, he's got a load of assists from the best assist giver in the world, uh, but he's scored a load of tries and he just looks electric. And his support line's fantastic. His defence, I think, has really improved. I still reckon when everyone's fit, I'd struggle to leave out Jack Knoll. He doesn't seem like an automatic starter f- for Eddie Jones, but I'd struggle to leave out Jack Knoll. He was I, a lion I, last I year. Think he's brilliant. Yeah, I think he's just everywhere. He's in, to play against, I reckon, of all the English wingers, he's the worst to play against because he offers a repeated threat. So Watson is quicker, May is quicker. So if you give them space, they'll they'll kill you. But I think Jack Knoll offers he offers threat on the wing, in the centre of the field. He offers threat at the breakdown. He's a threat everywhere because he's powerful and he's busy. robust and he's busy. I'd much rather play against, you know, a thoroughbred winger than than him, you know, because he's a nightmare. I, I really rate Jack. I think he's, yeah. um, he's fantastic. And the, the spaces and the gaps that he gets through all of the, the defenders he beats, may, whether it is footwork pace, but it's quite often physicality. Yeah. And that, it's a hard shape to is, tackle. Yeah it's, yeah, it's punishing for a defensive unit to yeah. have your edge player work that hard to make sure they're on the field. He's, I yeah. think he's brilliant. He's and he's also a top as guy well. as well. So. Great guy in there, yeah. Yeah, great, great guy from the southwest. So He's, he's been yeah. on the pod um, and he was not British Lion. And after the pod, he's now become British Lion. We create well people. Done, we create yeah. lives. So okay. what, have I, what have I got to look forward to? Um, you are going to be a media sensation, Nolly. Um, Probably win the lottery. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> Buy your ticket. It's funny that because... Um, this is this is an inch, this is kind of an instant. It's nothing to do with rugby, but we've got a minute, haven't we? Um, not that long, though. Not that long, I know. Boy, but Michelle, our with a person, which Tom's and Tom's agent, and my agent, she left the big company a couple of years ago, and she looks after me and Tommy now. And she is very, very protective over the lifestyle she now has, which is she does a good a good amount of work, but she has loads of time for her kids and whatever. And as you know, Nolly, this is not used to you. I've been trying. She doesn't want any more clients. And I've been trying to, I tried to persuade her for a long time to take on one extra client, which was you, as you know. He did. And it, and she, and her whole point was, she needs someone who is working full time to go and generate, start, you know, start, start building and build something not from scratch, but from further towards scratch than say Shanks and I are, because we've been doing this sort of stuff for a while. So she's like, Shanks and you, you kind of tick over and we generate new ideas. But if there are no new ideas for a month, there's still stuff ticking over. And she was like, I just can't justify taking someone on and not doing it properly. But you've now got a different agent, haven't you? So you're with Ben now. Ben Pill is a great yeah. guy. But do you see yourself doing a lot more of this stuff? Because obviously with me having tried to make get Michelle to make you her third client and she just said, I'll just feel too guilty. You want me to do the work. But do you feel like... Minutes up. This Come is kind of, I know, mate. This is kind of your the new world you're looking to. Not necessarily podcast, but the media world. You think you'd enjoy all that? Well, yeah, you're not allowed to bring a podcast out. 
Um, we will find you. Two, two guys and a girl. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I just pick my guys. Um, yeah, just different strategically. guys. <laughs> um, I think that there's a real opportunity for more females to be in the media, just like because there's more female sport being exposed, but also it's a different voice um, mm. coming from a different angle. Yeah. Um, I've experienced different things within my career and you know built up my my rugby knowledge over a number of years um so yeah i'd like to i'd like to do more media i definitely think that there's more opportunities maggie's doing a great job yeah. in terms of um flying the flag uh, for all the work that she's doing um so yeah watch this space there's room for more there is there is room for more and i put this um not put this tweet out i tweeted a reply to something yesterday i think yesterday or whatever it was or this morning and it was about you know, at some point there will be female directors of rugby and premiership rugby. And it's funny because it, it's an absolute no-brainer Why is it funny? Me. It's funny, it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's no-brainer because if you think the directors of rugby aren't, you know, they some of them coach, most of them don't. They're running yeah. a business effectively. It's man-managed. Most of them are coaches though. They need, they, they, they've coached and they, they become de- director of rugby through coaching. Yeah. Most do. I, I think there's a real. Um, it's interesting actually because I went. But you're right. They they pick a coaching team around them. Yeah. They are pushing for more females to get into coaching. Mm. Um, when I was working at Hartbury College and running the girls rugby there, um, I went and did my level three um, coaching, and I was the only female. The only other female in the whole course that I saw was a lady serving tea. Um, mm. And but you know times are changing. There are more women. But actually, I kind of put myself a little bit. It was my own fault. I put myself to the bottom of the pile in terms of my coaching ability, and I came out of the course probably one of the top. Mm. Um, so actually, I think females need to be more confident in the knowledge that they've got, and also, you know, what I've what I've done as a player. I need to back that a little bit. Um, but at the same time, we also need opportunities to showcase the fact that we can coach and that I can, yeah. you know, yeah. that type of thing. So it's the same with the media. You just have to have the opportunities. If you take them and people like you, then great. And it shouldn't matter whether you're a female or a male. Yeah, br- just like I, I'll, I'll be standing on the TV alongside Lowell. And Lowell's won a World Cup and got 85 caps. And I haven't. I've done none, no, I've got neither of those things. But after a while, it doesn't matter. You can either do the job well or you can't. And I think it's fine. I just, I just think it's a matter of time before someone the, takes that step. They're not listening to you for what you've done. They're listening to you for your comments on the game. Yeah. Whereas with you, they're just listening to you because you're... Just look at me. Handsome chap. <laughs> Why sex sells so look strange? At it. <laughs> Actually, interesting, growing up, my brothers, um, I remember my mum said, well, I don't remember, my mum t- tells me the story that um, she used to say, you know, come on, be nice. It's, she is your younger sister. And my brothers were, both said, if she wants to play, she's got to be good enough. Yeah. And, and actually, that's the kind of mindset that actually, is true, really. If you're good enough, why why are you not yeah. getting involved why are you not yeah. taking the opportunities putting your hand up to say come on have a look at what I can do yeah. um, and yeah it's they funny though do you know they last just, why night, is it funny so I <laughs> shut the interesting? I said to my girls at bedtime I said we've got someone coming tomorrow who plays rugby for England the England women's team and they're like wow yeah does she look like Kim Oh, she doesn't like because when Kim came to us, Kim Oliver, they were like, my little girl was about four then, or three or four, and she's like, "Are you a boy or a girl?" To Kim, because Kim's like clearly a girl, but she was dressed in a coaching gear from Bath, and she was like, you know, the little girl was tiny then, so Kim's not not big, is she? But she's probably a bit bigger than you, whatever. But what do you? And then she's like a ponytail, and she's like, some. She goes, "I'm a girl. Look, I've got a ponytail." Like some boys have ponytails. You're like, all right. Anyway, <laughs> they love Kim. But it was it would have been awkward if it wasn't Kim. It was really funny. But I showed them a video of you. That sort of don't mess with. 
Nolly kind of that Nolly video, you know. And I showed them some videos of you playing last night in bed. And it's so funny because they are encouraged. Why? We got trees. Oh, shut <laughs> up. They got trees. They, they can smash around and do what they want. We go out and go, they can, they are, they are not allowed to judge people on what they look like. None of that stuff. We never tell them they're beautiful before we tell them they're clever or they're funny or anything like that. They watch you. And the first thing both of them said was, she's so pretty. Isn't she pretty? Oh. Look at her smile. Isn't she beautiful? She's beautiful Such as well. Charmer, Look at that one. He? Yeah, but it's the first thing they say. It's so funny. And maybe we've accidentally... He didn't say it. His kids have said it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said, no, when you meet her, she looks like me with a wig. No. <laughs> I said, she what's is beautiful, the, but that's the not blo- the point. What's the white dog? That's Gus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, not so good. But it's like, it's funny how they're little girls. And that's the first thing they notice is, isn't she pretty? Isn't she beautiful? Oh, look at that one. She's beautiful as well. You know, it's so funny. And maybe there's something in that. Maybe it's us that's done it to them. I don't know. But do you think that that's because they have, in their minds, they think that they know what a rugby player would yeah, look yeah, like probably. or should look like? And actually seeing us play. And I think that that's what's been brilliant about in- the increased media coverage that the game mm. has got in terms of, you know, when I me- remember coming back from Rio and everyone was saying how unbelievably athletic all of the rugby players were and how skillful and yeah. and kind of a little, bit, a little bit of... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hold on, you skipped over that. How was Rio? Amazing, amazing? yeah. Um, You know what? It was actually brilliant to be part of a multi-sport games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally loved... I mean, it's one of our pastimes was guess the sport of all the different nations. Dave's Um, always wanted to go to Olympics just for the the village to see what it's like. Honestly, the, the Athlete Village is one of the most incredible... Um, inspiring places what well, I mean it was brilliant because we were sat there thinking oh god I didn't even know the country that they were from like yeah. their tracksuits oh the sport um, but then you realise that actually all of those people in those tracksuits are achieving a dream and becoming an Olympian no matter where they come whether they medal or not and it, yeah which is sounds a bit cheesy but genuinely um, have you got the Olympic rings tattooed i haven't are you come no. on nolly are you gonna? i haven't um you're going possibly to. i think for me it wasn't i think if you have only ever dreamed of being an olympian yeah if you then do it it's kind of like yeah i've done it and you know i only knew what in 2009 that i could potentially be an olympian and i thought i'd be too old at 31 when we found out we were like all adding up how old we'd be yeah um, but I think it's been part of my journey, so I might get it as part of like a rugby. Still, the biggest one. sporting event there is in the world, isn't it? Apart yeah, the yeah. World Cup, maybe. Yeah, and the girls, except, girls except are for going Bath off against Gloucester at the Rec. So apart from that, <laughs> the girls are going off for the Commonwealth Games today. Yeah, oh, they are today. Yeah, um, and again, just amazing first time ever women's rugby's been in it. Um, so yeah, who's the most famous? Who's the most famous person you either met or had a photo with in Rio? Um, I actually didn't get any photographs with anyone, you which what? is silly, really. But I just Too wanted cool, to. You see. No, I actually yeah. didn't take my phone Bolt with there. me. I wanted to just take it all in and enjoy it. Um, yeah. Who did you see then? Uh, well, I thought I was super famous because we were sat in dinner and I knew that the Jamaicans were behind us because they all set kind of their tracksuits, obviously. So the rugby bright. team now? Um, or just the athletes? Just the athletes. Okay, I don't think fine. Jamaica had a rugby team I'm over there. Sure. No, they didn't. <laughs> okay. um, but um, they'd be pretty good, actually, to be yeah. fair. Um, Fast. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, loads of people started to walk towards us. And it was because Usain Bolt had literally been sat on the chair with his back to me. And none of the girls, all the girls had seen and thought it was hilarious that I had no idea. Uh, yeah. So they were like chatting in about, oh, it'd be great to see Usain Bolt and all that stuff. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. not seen him yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothered, actually. I don't care if he comes Third John the Regis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, you had dinner. Christy. Yeah. You had dinner, literally. Sat next to Usain Bolt. Well, with realize. him, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You basically yeah. went out for dinner with Usain Bolt. 
You were on a break. What was amazing was the Team GB block. You'd go in, in in the morning and you'd like, we were on the 15th floor. And so we'd pick, you know, you'd come down f- for breakfast at whatever time and you'd pick up various athletes all the way down. Um, and mm. it, like, the, honestly, all the people. And, and no matter who you were, Team GB made you feel just as special as Andy Murray, Jess Ennis, yep. um, all of the superstars. Um, so, so nice. Yeah, it was really what, what cool. What facilities like that? Were they good? Were the rooms nice? Was the food well, good? Well, we were in a flat that was kind of like going on holiday with your mates to Mallorca. Yeah. Um, but they'd DFS had kind of given us the sofas and stuff. So, yeah, it was all branded up. Um, they they just thought about all the little details. Well, there was a sale on, wasn't there, at DFS? <laughs> There's never not been one, actually. Um, <laughs> what a thing to have done <laughs> what a thing to have done do you um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I just I never understand why they don't have any DFS sofas in the UK I just can't get my head around that why have you got to order them from Italy It'll take like six weeks why can't you just have a warehouse full of sofas I like that sofa well, right it's the we, we can deliver that tomorrow brilliant it's upsetting isn't it it's well, got, that's why you've got to go to Costco because it's there <laughs> you can take it sofas everything they've got the most random stuff there sofas soda streams Soda streams, barbecues, fridges. If you could could bring back one thing from your childhood, like food-wise, what would it be? Oh, I was going to say. Was in fashion. I was going to say Big Daddy wrestling on a Saturday (laughs) afternoon. Uh, One food thing. They're all still available now, really. I used to love Mm. drumsticks. Remember those little sweets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Toffee crisp. And milk bottles. Probably why I'm so white. You know, like the. uh, Yeah. I used to know. I used to love. You know, when you get milk delivered, no one really has milk delivered. Some do, obviously, but. Mostly I saw one. I saw a milk truck the other day. Milk float, they're yeah. called. <laughs> I remember at uni they came on. Um, one they came on to deliver, um, and the boys we just got back, absolutely a um, little bit tipsy from a night out, yeah. and um, they nicked the milk float, but realised that obviously it wouldn't go very far. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the milk man was basically walking next <laughs> yeah. to them. like a golf buggy pass, yeah. isn't it? Electric. Uh, um, I'd, 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 I'd go. I'd have the blue top milk. You know, they got a little bit of cream in the top. Yeah, so lush. That, scooping that, lush. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, do you remember a tight head prop? You won't remember his name. And I beef eaters. The original played... beef eaters that used to be good. Did yeah, you ever go to Fatty Arbuckles? No. Fatty Arbuckles in Taunton. My dad took me and I was age 11 and they had a belly buster meal and they did a 24 ounce T-bone steak oh, and you had basically a three course meal. My dad was like, my, my oldest brother Sam was like, oh, we, I want to do it. So I was like, well, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And I was the youngest ever person to complete the belly buster meal and they oh gave me God. a t-shirt and a, po- took a Polaroid picture of me. You had a litre of ice cream at the end. Do you have a, I was oh going to say, do you have like <laughs> chunky little monkey <laughs> like a, I beat the belly buster. Coke ice cream float to go with it. Oh, yeah. Old school. I'll go on what with you obviously there, there like, was a, like a, food. a kiwi prop called you'd, no, br- the milk you'd, float you'd eat him you'd bring him back from beer it's and I forget your milk float thing you nicked the milk float I remember being out in beer it's with Bolsh and Tins and Andy Beater came over and he was out Cameron what was his name I can't believe I've forgotten his name anyway great guy um, and we were struggling to get home struggling to get a taxi and he's like don't worry boys I'll go and I'll go and get a taxi now and he came around the corner and he had nicked a digger <laughs> <laughs> to dig her from a building site and we were like that's that's not cool that's not cool we're actually not going to get on that because th- it was completely deserted the place but he'd had a pint you know so we were like right we're not going to do that so anyway we, we just like walked home whatever it was and the next day her bolsh wake up and he's like oh my god look out of the window look out the window we looked out and there's this massive yellow dicker parked out the f- dumper parked out the front. Of the- He'd driven it all the way through Beer Ritz. <laughs> He'd just driven it home. 
unbelievable so anyway um, it's like the milk float but a digger yeah um James, I you thought he was going to drive alongside. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, it was like he actually brought it home and just parked it by the door. And in the morning, we were like, "Can what have you done there?" He goes, "Oh, oh shit! Better drop that back." He went out and just drove it home. Anyway, I drove it back. I was trying to Google who it was, but I couldn't find out. Um, but God, just what's his name? Just anyway. quickly finishing off on the the Champions Cup. Um, Claremont Shanks lost at home. To make it remember. Make it. Claremont lost at home to Racing. Um, didn't expect that, especially at home. But did you? Did anyone see the pass Dan Carter through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Carter came on and tore it up. He, yeah, he had a massive impact straight away. But I know momentum plays a big part now it's because obviously you're tra- <laughs> because obviously you're travelling at a certain speed, so the ball's going at a certain speed anyway. Where he passes that ball to where it lands, um, I think it's forward pass personally. But it's but how it leaves his hands, isn't it? I just think that it is. It is how he leaves his hands, but. I think you can get too bogged down with technology. Yes. At the end of the day, rugby is rugby. And if the ball, you start, you pass. You meant to be on my side. Oh, sorry. Okay. But if you pass the ball before a line and it gets caught after the line, then... My point is he wasn't running very fast. You know, if, you, if you're running fast, then the ball's travelling uh, fast. See, to me, it? that's fast. <laughs> it's relative, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Me walking to the car's fast. Flat out, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lying uh, but down yeah, fast. But his, in, his interview after the game was interesting. Yeah. Um, when he said, I think he was kind of a bit like... 50-50, oh, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but Teddy Thomas, we spoke about Teddy Thomas in the Six Nations. Mm. We we put him in our Six Nations sort of dream team. It's not even been a- announced or... No, but when it gets announced, it, it's going to have a massive impact um, on the But he world. was in there after two games and he looked he looked so good on he's the wing. He's so sharp. He is. I like Remy Grosso as well on the wing for Claremont. He's also, he's a, he's a big old unit. Yeah, so... There we are. Got that, Claremont ended up getting sort of soundly beaten in the end. It's a shame because Nick Abendanen plays for them. I, I want Nick Abendanen to win the European Cup, but he's not going to this year, is he? Who would be who would be the the best player that you've played with? Because Nick Abendanen is not is yours, isn't he? Yeah, he's close to it. Yeah, yeah. Who would be? That's a really good question. Thanks. Um, full of them. This is a great podcast. Um, and who's the worst? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's the best? Oh. I'm just trying to come on. Or who do you learn the most from when you're playing? Or just yeah, or who's the best? I'm trying to rack up played for yourself. a few teams as you highlighted at the okay, beginning for, of Okay, let's <laughs> talk about top level England. Okay, for England. Yeah. Um dun-dun. Dun-dun. I feel like I need a countdown clock, dun-dun. but dun-dun. 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 Who is, in, who is most inspirational? <laughs> I just stay quiet on all these. Um, Who's the I most think, perspirational? Um, I think Maggie, and for, I really don't want to say it, um, but Maggie Alfonsi genuinely um, was so far beyond her time in terms of the way she played the game, the yeah, lines that she ran, okay. the, the physical dominance that she had um, as a back rower. She, she changed the face of how we could play as England. Um, I think probably one of the most skillful players um, that just, and one of the most entertainingly skillful players uh, is Amy Turner, uh, played mm. scrum half for years. Um, she injured at the moment, played for Queens, had a really awful knee injury that should have stopped her career, but she's been back, been able to come back playing club rugby. Mm. Um, Miss Miyagi clap his hands and fix it. That's what he does. Um, yeah, that and a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> She can do what's the tr- what's the tree what's that thing crane crane, crane. she can do yeah. the crane yeah. again she's yeah. yeah um she's probably one of the most skillful um I think one of the one of my great friends who has achieved a hell of a lot in the game is rocky Clark um fantastic girl um uh, woman 
Don't say, say girl, please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, it's 2018, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lots. I've, I've been... Probably one of the best players I've played against is a, is a lady uh, called Kelly yeah. Brazier. Plays for New Zealand. Mm. Uh, fantastic skill set. Um, real running threat, but also vi- you know, a vision. Yeah. The whole package. Yeah. Who's Who would be like one of the funniest then? Because you always get characters... Heather, Heather Fisher, Fisher sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, Heather Fisher. She's um, absolutely... Bloody pig at your armour. Brilliant. <laughs> um, brilliant player, brilliant friend. Um, just random as stories. Yeah. Um, Marley Packer is definitely up there. Um, Cat Merchant, uh, which oh, yeah. she played on the wing, just... Was more we'd laugh at Kat, unfortunately, just the most awkward person. <laughs> hey, you always ever need meet. people. Oh, I love like that, that. for morale, don't brilliant. you? I love the socially awkward. Yeah, really socially awkward, and I'd hate to be touched. So I would regularly try and just stroke her Come here, face you. or hold her hand yeah. as we were running back from a play, and she just would like literally go like rigor mortis. Like honestly, <laughs> um, she's brilliant fun. Yeah. Come here, you. Yeah, we used to have played Dave Barnes at Bath. Used to be like that. So Pete Short, the second row, was so big. He's walk up behind him in the showers and grab him so he couldn't get him off. He'd say, come here, you. And two naked blokes and Barnsley was like, no, no. And then whenever the girls, like the wives, if you see Barnsley, there was always a rule that I said to all of them, grab him and kiss him. He doesn't want you to touch him. He hates it. So they'd all grab him and they'd <laughs> kiss him and hold him. He's like, come here, you. And he's, he used to go, yeah, cheers. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Okay, cheers. <laughs> he absolutely hated it. I don't understand why people like that. Just embrace it. I know, literally. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Shanks, we got, Shanks, we've got to wind this up now. Yeah, we do. Because... Fancy Shanks is a hugger. Shanks is a hugger, yeah. yeah. Always have been. Nice he hug is. when I arrived. He's nice, isn't he, like that? What did you greet me with? I gave you a kiss and a hug. I'm a nice it, wasn't a, it wasn't a handshake. No, it's a fist pump. He loves shaking hands. Elbow hand, touch. Yeah. Like, even if he's never met anyone, he just loves coming over the top of his hand and like, nice to meet you. I'm polite. I've got social skills. Shanks is a weirdo. <laughs> like when I arrived today, he went for a fist pump, which I'd have been happy with. He was, oh, sorry, you like to shake hands, don't you? And shook my hand every time. <laughs> I'm um, polite and I greet people politely. But, um, have you got another question there, Tom, or are you just texting people on your phone? No, I, I was looking through the questions. I think we've we've gone through a, a few. Okay, if there's no What's gems the on there. interesting one about the Premiership. Bit of club rugby in there. Yeah. Um, have you found it, Tommy? I'm finding it right now. Well, um, mate. Does the two-year re- uh, relegation ban in the Tyrrell's Premier 15 look like a bad idea with the current bottom club being so far below par? Yeah, it was three years, actually. It was secured for three years. Mm, Yeah, so do you want to explain that? Um, So last year, beginning of last year, they um, put out to tender for clubs to apply to be part of the the new Tyrrells Premier 15s. Ten clubs got it. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Litchfield didn't, even though they've been a real stalwart of a club in terms of the progression and development of women's rugby. And they've done a fantastic job. Um, But it was all done... um, uh, what's the word by independently done by the RFU um, mm. that selected them and there has been um, there are a couple of teams that are haven't really been performing Worcester um, mm. have really struggled but they have got a very very young side um, so it'll be interesting to see how they develop over the three years um, I personally would love to see a European um, yes. European Cup in the women's game I think French rugby um, I think you could qualify out of the Tyrrells Premier 15s probably yeah top four six teams um you could have two three four french teams um welsh side irish i think that it would be brilliant that's um, the next level surely yeah yeah i i think that 
if they could get the money to back something like that, um, it would really bring women's rugby to life um, across Europe. Yeah. Um, we're already seeing a lot of players come over to England to play in our premiership. We've got a um, big German girl called Nora in our second row. She's Yeah, she's brilliant. She's specifically come to, to England to play. We've got a Swedish winger, um, absolutely electric um, pace, comes from seven. So, yeah. I think oh, Richmond have got a French player, a Gail Mignon, um, and their cap, their ex-captain Australia. So there's a lot like yeah. it's exciting actually. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah, European right. league, European Cup's the way forward, isn't it? Last yeah. question here from Chris Richards. Last question, Tommy. Um, yeah, can she write the theme tune and sing the theme tune? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that? I'm guessing that's reference <laughs> reference to your surname. <laughs> Ah. De- Dennis, Dennis Walter remember, is on uh, Little right, Yeah, I remember. Write the theme tunes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. really is he any relation? Like We've had another... Uh, was he, is he any relation, Dennis Waterman? No, but no, be okay. nice of you. I'm Jim Waterman's daughter. What else yeah, could you, you want? Yeah. You mean Dennis gets asked a lot if he's any relation of Jim. Yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. the reality Bath of it. Bath legend. It's difficult because Matt Perry's my rugby hero and he played fullback and so did your dad. So it's pretty hard for me to acknowledge that there's anyone in the same bracket. So my dad, my dad and I went back to the club for the first time, probably about two years ago. Um, when was it? David Trick, Tricky was the president. Yep, yep. And we were in there, and and um, Matt's dad, um, Brendan, Brendan um, yeah. played alongside my dad, and so they were all there, and they kind of said, "Finally, Jim, you're the last one of the, our era to come back." And Matt came in and said, "You know, I was a bit like, oh, it's Matt Perry's, huh?" Came over to my dad and said, "Jim, it's so great to finally meet you. Um, like I've been using your peg for years, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's brilliant. You're the Jim's peg. The, it was Jim's peg. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty impressed. Fair, fair play to the old nice, man. Nice, eh? Matt yeah. Perry probably had red wine all around his lips. <laughs> yeah. great I mean, he was pissed calling him John, but apart from that, <laughs> yeah. he meant well. JJ something. John Winterman, lovely to meet you, John. But thank you so much for, for being Thanks, on the I'm sorry that my jeans do have a rip in the middle. Of a, <laughs> definitely I've um, that, definitely hadn't I've, noticed, I've, and now I've I been, really don't want to look, but I think I might. That's why <laughs> I've, I've had to anger myself away from you. I just thought um, you needed a wee. Yeah. <laughs> That as well. It's been a bit too awkward. many coffees, but and yeah. the animals are. Well, I'm surrounded by animals now. The animals are hopefully not made including too much Shanks and I, including you and Shanks. Yeah, but thank you so much. It's the first. You're the first female rugby player we've had on. Woo! Won't be the last. You won't, you won't be the last at all. But like, could I nominate some people? Should Heather, I come up? Heather Fisher, please. <laughs> yeah, can she bring Heather a, and Marley? On? Can she hey, bring a pig round to eat the cat? She's got a skinhead as well. So yeah, you perfect. Could, uh, yeah, we want we want Heather to come around so the pig can eat the cat. <laughs> and the dogs <laughs> shut them up <laughs> like right same thread. thanks Nolly really enjoyed it oh it's been amazing thank you goodbye everyone hold up what was that boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.